Church and Dwight makes consumer products that people use every day. Things like baking powder, laundry detergent, toothpaste, and they're part of people's everyday lives. Their products are timeless, but what we need to understand is, are they a good investment or not? Watch with me till the end to find out what I think. Welcome to Stock Stories. Hello, my name is Alex Mason. I'm your stock storyteller. And what we do here on the show is we decode the business behind the stock. So we're breaking down every single company in the S&P 500. Today, we're talking about Church and Dwight. And the way that this episode is structured is first, we're looking at the history, then the business model, and then the financials of the company. And I'll share with you whether I think that this stock is a buy or not. Our story today begins way back in time in the 1800s. 1846 to be exact, and a man named Arthur Church and John Dwight, who was his brother-in-law, got together and started creating this new chemical compound called sodium bicarbonate. Okay, translation, baking soda. Baking soda almost seems like something like a commodity, something that we would never even really give much thought to nowadays, but back then it was revolutionary. And the reason is because of cooking. If you and I were in the early 1800s and we wanted to make a pound cake, we would have to make the dough and then the batter, we'd have to beat it for over an hour just to get it to resemble something like a cake. Now, people did use things like yeast from beer or eggs and egg whites to try to liven up dough and bread but it wasn't really that effective. That is until baking soda came along. And so Church and Dwight got together and they created their very first brand called Arm and Hammer Baking Soda. The product became beloved by people everywhere in kitchens across America, and people just started using this to cook all the time. And that's really how Church and Dwight really became a big national brand. Hey, if you're enjoying this so far, show me some love and take one second and just tap that like button. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Church and Dwight kept things going. And so for over a century, they were producing this baking soda and they really spread their brand name for Arm & Hammer. Now in 1970, they created another product, which was a phosphate free laundry detergent. And the reason that's important is because phosphates are harmful to the environment and nature. So they created this new type of detergent. They also expanded into other product lines like cat litter, toothpaste, even dryer sheets. The brand reputation really got solidified in 1986 when Arm & Hammer was chosen as the brand of baking soda used to clean out the Statue of Liberty. After 100 years in existence, you know that thing was really dirty. Now, a major turning point for the company was in 2001 when they acquired Carter Wallace, which was a consumer products company. They're responsible for brands like Trojan condoms, first response pregnancy tests, and a lot of other products. So basically, Church and Dwight is responsible for a lot of babies not being born. In the 2000s, they also acquired a lot of other brands, including OxyClean. Remember this guy's commercial? All right, let's talk about the business today. What is Church & Dwight like right now? Well, they have four divisions. They have a fabric division, a health division, a home care division, and a personal division. And really, if you can believe it, Church & Dwight has over 80 different consumer brands. But if we dig under the hood a little bit and peel back the layers, 14 of them are really the most important. They contribute 80% of the company's revenue and profit. And these are brands that you might guess. Brands like Trojan, 
First Response, the Arm & Hammer brand. These are their powerhouse brands. Now, right now, their growth is mainly expected to come from international sales. Only 18% of their sales are from outside of the United States. So they've got a lot of room to grow there, but domestically in the US, they've pretty much saturated the market. Now, after digging into the way that this company manages its business, they have a really interesting philosophy called the evergreen model. The evergreen model essentially says that, hey, we as a business want to grow organically as far as our revenue by 3% per year, and then grow our earnings per share or our profit by about 8% per year perpetually. And then things will just kind of grow from there. They know that they're not this super fast growing company. They've been around for almost 200 years at this point. So they just want to grow at a steady single digit pace. I think that the business can hit these numbers. They're a pretty predictable business and they're pretty recession proof. So they do have some cyclical elements of their business, like their nutrition side, for example, with dairy products. But let's be honest, like people are going to buy Trojan condoms. People are going to buy Arm & Hammer baking soda. People are going to buy extra laundry detergent. Those things probably won't change whether or not there is high inflation or a good or bad economy. All right, I've got the 2021 10K up right now. Let's look at the income statement to see what's going on with this business. And we can see that, first of all, the sales have been increasing. 2019, 4.3 billion. 2020, 4.8. 2021, 5.1 billion. All right, pretty strong revenue there. It looks like their gross profit is solid as well. So they're spending a proportional amount of money to keep the business going. And then as far as the net income, they're making over $800 million in profit. Now that's great. Uh, the business is pretty predictable. They're doing well. You can see this net income has been rising consistently over the last few years. Let's go ahead and scroll down now. We're going to look at the balance sheet. The company has a little bit of cash, $240 million. Nothing too special there just because a lot of the money in this business is tied up in the inventory. We can see that they've got over $500 million in inventory right there. Um, other points of note here, I took a look at this before recording this, and their debt load is not too bad, $1.6 billion. Nothing too crazy, but really where I want to draw your attention now is the cash flow statement. This tells us the money flowing into and out of the business. And what we can see here is their cash from operating activities is almost a billion dollars. And we can ask ourselves the question, all right, what is management doing with that billion dollars? Well, we can see that they're doing a couple of things. One thing of note is, all right, a big one here, acquisitions. Last year, they spent over $550 million on acquisitions. So that's buying other companies in order to grow. And this is a big part of Church and Dwight's growth strategy. So they're taking half of that cash flow and buying other companies. And then what else are they doing? They're borrowing some money. They're paying back some debt. But they're borrowing more than they're paying back. So they're raising their debt a little bit. And we see that they need to do that because if we look at the other cash flows, the big cash flows, we can see that they're paying over $247 million in dividends to shareholders. And then they also purchased $500 million in stock last year. So in order to keep up all these payments to shareholders in the form of stock buybacks and dividends and buying uh, all of these companies, they need to both issue debt as well as use all of their existing cash flow. So that's the way that the company is really using your shareholders' capital. All right, now as far as the stock price, the ticker symbol is CHD for Church and Dwight. They're trading at around $88 or so right now. And we see that so far in 2022, the stock's come down 
similar to the rest of the market. Now this price to earnings ratio is 27, which is not super cheap. I wouldn't say that's super cheap, but this is a really, really strong business that has almost 200 years of history behind it because its products are so recession proof. This is a company that literally can just keep on making sales and profits year after year, no matter what, because it has this brand power and it has all these different types of products that people buy every day. So that's one thing there. The dividend's not very high. It's only 1%. So I definitely wouldn't buy this for a dividend. Um, and so in general, we just want to look at the fact that Church and Dwight is creating these consumer products. It's really more of a defensive stock play as opposed to an offensive one. So yeah, I think that Church and Dwight is a slow growing stock, but it's a defensive stock. Now for me, I'm not that interested in the stock because it just doesn't have that growth that I really want. I mean, I'm pretty young. I want my money to grow pretty fast over a long period of time, and it doesn't really fit that bill. That being said, it could make sense for this kind of stock to be in a portfolio of maybe someone who's retiring, someone who doesn't really need that much growth, but wants super consistent income and capital gains. Over the long term, I think Church and Dwight is going to be a decent performer, although it might lag the broader index. But again, this is a stock that is really kind of like a safety stock, in my opinion. If you're interested in learning about stocks that are on more of the faster growing side, check out these videos right here. I've done a lot of work analyzing other companies in the S&P 500. So go ahead and check those out and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much.